It's really great to be here with you this morning. And okay, let's open our Bibles to a passage of scripture. And uh, this morning was supposed to be a meeting for leaders. But everybody showed up. That's great. So, um, we're going to have a lunch with the leaders. And um, we'll just have a strategy time. And just talk about things. And... So if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 21. Or no, let's turn to Matthew 24. And um, it's really great to have Pastor Sasha with us. And, uh, and uh, just his life is a miracle. And, uh, uh, and He said to me yesterday, (laughs) when we were with a few folks from the church in Odessa, um, he said he wants to build a monument for his wife. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think every pastor could say this. And every every husband could say this. That that when we fall to our lowest place, underneath us are the arms of our loving wife. And of course, under her, the arms of God. <laughs> But I think that uh, we are really blessed to have godly wives. And, uh, and so, um, greetings from everybody in the States. Um, Pastor Jason and Leah say hello to you. And uh, they are very happy parents. How many seen? How many have seen the pictures of my nephew Carson? If you're on Facebook, you see them every day, right? <laughs> so every morning I have my Bible reading, and then I look at the new picture of Carson. <laughs> so he's the most handsome guy, and um, and then. Uh, Sammy back there is number two. So, it's great. Um, and then, praise God for just everyone here in Ukraine. It's just amazing how God is just, um, how everyone is just such a uh, friend and a servant of God here. And, uh, you know, thank God for each one of you. Yuda. Petri, and, and um, Volodya Romanyuk, and, and uh, everyone here just that helps Ruslan, and of course the pastors here, and uh, so thank God for just, um, isn't it great that we have a refuge, isn't it? Right, and I was thinking as we were, as Yura was leading us in prayer, 
I was thinking, what a great refuge this church is, isn't it? This building. You know, it's like a sacred place where we could come in the city, we can come here and just meet together for uh, church services, for Bible school, prayer times. And we can send our kids here too. All right, it's just a sacred place in, uh, in the city. And uh, I'm very happy that the road is fixed out here. <laughs> and uh, it's, really, it's really amazing. So I'd like to read in, uh, in Matthew chapter 24 just a couple verses. And uh, I just want to tell, tell you that God is so for us, isn't he? He's very much for us. And in this world that we live in, uh, there's, there's a lot of trouble and there's not a lot of help. And uh, it's very common these days uh, in this world for people to die alone. But with God, He never leaves us nor forsakes us. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about Pani Sofia and uh, her testimony and how she lived in this city during World War II, how, how she trusted God and how God provided for her and, and how God provided food for her family. And, and I think her family was sent to Siberia And I think she was a young girl by herself living in this city. Imagine being a, teen, a, a teenager here, early 20s, you know, and living in a very, very troubled place uh, with, with all the terrible things happening. But how God was faithful to, to Pani Sofia. And, and I've been thinking about how um, there have been people that have had, uh, that have an amazing testimony under great times of suffering. Uh, how many have read Cory Ten Boom's book? The Hiding Place. How many have read that? Okay, that is a book that you should read. Um, she, was, oh, she was from Holland. And uh, she suffered a lot uh, because of her faith. And uh, I'm gonna, there's a few quotes from her that I'd like to quote this morning. Uh, she said this, Never be afraid to trust the unknown future to a known God. Is that a good statement? We don't know the future, but we, but we know God. And we know the Bible. Right? Isn't that awesome? Here's another thing she said. And listen to this. Worry is carrying tomorrow's burden 
with today's strength. So we're carrying two days at once. She said this, it's moving into tomorrow ahead of time. And she said the worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It only takes today's strength away. So if I worry about tomorrow, then I'm, then I'm emptying my strength for today. And so, as we know, that there is such a, um, there can be such a spirit of fear. And, and fear is what takes place when love is out of the picture. And the fear is only the vacuum of the absence of love. When, when love is not there. And the Bible tells us that in the last days there's going to be a lot of fear. And we said in, in Odessa yesterday that a spirit of fear is not a spirit that God gives. Think of that with me. The spirit of fear is not the spirit of God. And, you know, and let's just, um, let's just read this verse here in Luke, 20, in Luke 24. I'm sorry, Matthew 24. Verse 6. For ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye, see that ye be not troubled. Isn't that great? Jesus is comforting us here in these words. Make sure that you are not afraid, he says. Don't fear. Because, you know, there's a part of our brain, and in English they call it the small brain, and it's inside the brain. And it's that part of the brain that handles um, extreme situations. Um, and this part of the brain turns on is activated in a severe crisis. And what it does is, is that it, it it has one of two reactions. Uh, one reaction is fight. And the second reaction is to run. 
And this little brain has no logical powers. And um, I don't know what the, what the type, part of the brain it is in Ukrainian, but if you know it, you can say it. And this, um, and what this little brain does, what this little brain does, it takes all the energy and strength from the rest of the brain to this little part and it actually can control adrenaline and um, for example um, in a very extreme situation can create actual, actual um, uh, incredible human strength and when, when a person is afraid for their life then they start thinking in this little brain and they don't live in any type of logic for example when a person is drowning and somebody tries to help them this person is panicking he's not thinking and they'll grab the second person trying to help them and both drown and this is the way that the devil wants us to think in this little brain to, to, either, to either run or to fight. You know, the media of the world today, and we're going to talk about this tonight too, so please come tonight, it's going to be... Uh, uh, the, the mass media today is will cause one of two reactions anger you know anger and reaction and let's fight or the other reaction will be fear paralysis <laughs> you know like uh, uh, you know in the states when we watch the news, uh, I don't have, we don't have kids, but we have a little dog. And I can, I, and the dog, the animals are very sensitive to the atmosphere of the house. And sometimes I can see my dog reacting to the atmosphere in the house. And, and uh, if the news is on, something, and there's something, you know, very serious happening on the news, my dog who doesn't understand English and understands some words like food, walk, you know. Uh, my dog gets very anxious because the atmosphere that the media produces can either be, can actually cause the person to look, be very fearful or to be very, very uh, reactionary. Um, because we have to remember 
who controls the media today in the world? Good people that want to that want to provide truth. No, I mean I'm talking about the United States, that's not the case. And I just want to tell you a little story about a friend that we have. Uh, and then I'll tell you why I'm telling this. That, that um, my, our, we have a friend, my wife and I have a friend. And she used to work in the, um, in the, in a special part of the intelligence in the United States, the government. No, but like, um, who worked in the government. And one of the things that she did before she got saved, um, she was, she worked in this special department where the, um, all the information that was happening real time in the world uh, her department would take that information and twist it a little bit so that it would be politically in agreement with the policies of politics. And, and then, and, and not only America, but just, but globally. And then they would send that information to all the news outlets. And she said that, that um, her department, people in her department, never watched the news. Because, it was, because they, they understood that 3% 3% of the news was really totally true. So, I just want to say that this is the greatest source right here of information for the believer today. This book that was written hundreds of years ago thousands of, of history of thousands of years ago is the most pertinent source of information for today and I think that instead of thinking with the, the, the mind of Adam and the mind of the flesh we need to think with the mind of Christ in Philippians chapter 2 because the mind of Christ in Isaiah 26 verse 2 and 3 keeps us in perfect peace and I think that any of us can be, a, can be very afraid very, not, maybe not fearful but concerned very, feel very threatened by, by what's happening today and today as I was walking here I thought today is victory day, right? And I thought the greatest victory in our lives as a believer is that Christ overcame the flesh over the devil and over the world system. 
And Jesus says here, do not fear. Look at with me in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And it says this in verse 7. That God has not given us a spirit of fear. Right? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. Three things here. Power. The world system and the propaganda machine of the world system is, does not give us power. Well, it does just the opposite, doesn't it? It makes us feel very weak, like small individuals. Conquered and defeated. And, and very, very, uh, very not valuable at all. And the second thing is that it does not give us love. You know, the love of God, the love of God casts out all fear. And what does that mean for us practically? It means that whatever situation we find ourselves in, we can, we can know this. We can know this. That love, the love of God, gives us capacity. And it expands us, expands our expectations. And does not put, it does not put us in a very small room. It doesn't put us in a small room. But puts us in a, in a great place. Where you, where you and I today are more than conquerors. We're more than, right, we are more than conquerors. Today is victory day. And the world is celebrating a victory, a military victory, historically. But we can celebrate that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And that um, Satan is the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2.2. But... He doesn't have all power. We have to remember who has all power here. And who has all power today? God, right? King Jesus. And when Jesus was on this earth, he was such a political threat. He was such a religious threat. And, and he was such a social threat. And how much money did he have? <laughs> Nothing, right? Uh, how much political power did he have? He didn't have much. He was a he was a man who loved with the love of God and transformed people's lives. 
I just want to say in closing here that you and I and this is important, okay? That you and I today have the opportunity to comfort people. Okay, how many people know how many of you know people that are nervous and that are afraid? How many of you know that? Everybody, right? Worries. But what do we say to these people? What is our dialogue? Our dialogue with people is the word of God. That God is in control. That God is, that God is faithful. And that there's no place for fear. And I think that it's very important that we are very careful about how much news that we're watching. How much time we're reading on the internet about political things. I think we have to be very careful about our conversations at home. Because we create the atmosphere that we live in. If what I say is, is defeated and fearful, then that's the atmosphere that I create in my, in my home. If I'm a husband and I'm always talking about fear and, and things like that, then people, are going, then people in my family are going to be fearful. If you have, you know, if you have if you have a sphere of influence, like if you're a teacher, a mother, uh, or a person in some type of authority or responsibility, then make sure that what you say is God's mind. Because if it's not, then it's, it's Matthew 12, verse 36. It's idle. And it doesn't help. Uh, people today, as we know, in Ukraine, are, are, are looking for stability. And they're going to look in a system they're going to look at it in a person. They're going to look at it in other, for, in other countries. But, there's, but none of that's going to provide stability. And as we know in history, as we know in history, that many times countries and people are left by themselves with no help but God only in God and we look to God and we don't and we we look to the Bible for our help as as David said where is my help I think it's Psalm 144 I think I don't remember where's my I look he says I look to the hills and where am I where's my help our help comes in the Lord and build yourself up keep yourself encouraged 
and, and live with a sense of expectation from God. And I'm going to close with this. What do you expect from God? What are our, our expectations? I understand that, we, that it's hard maybe to plan for the future. You know, you know we were talking with um, you know, we were talking with someone last night and they said, I don't know how to plan for the future. How do I plan for the future? And, and, and we said, we, I don't know. I said, I, I, but I, we do know who holds the future. And to live in worry is to be living in vanity. The love of God the love of God in an, in an atmosphere like this here produces a sense of security, doesn't it? You know, I was when I was walking here, you're looking, I, I saw one sign of a picture of a guy and, and it, I don't know who this is, but it says, uh, it said, I promise security. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Uh, but I thought, who could say that? What man could ever say that? What person can say that? Only Jesus Christ can say that. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But my peace I leave with you. And the a peace that the world cannot give. So don't let fear take away your vision. Don't let fear take away your, your faith. And don't let fear take away your good confession. And I don't say that as an American coming from a country that doesn't have war. Because our time is going to come too, I'm sure. But I'm saying this from the Bible. The Bible says this. Right? God says this. And so, um, you know, I'm, there's a lot of prayer uh, from, uh, from the churches in, in, you know, in our church in Philadelphia and in Baltimore. And uh, something good is going to come from this. And what we see is that the many people in Ukraine are, lo are looking to God. And I think that, why is this happening here? I have a couple reasons, I think. Uh, number one, I think the country of Ukraine is a very interesting country in Europe. And uh, with a lot of, with a lot of, with, God is really moving in this country. And uh, in, in Ukraine, there are some of the biggest churches in, in Europe. 
I think number two that there's been a revival here, a move of God for the last 20 years. Not only in our church, but many other churches. And do you think the devil's going to just sit by and watch that happen? No. He's going to try to cause a distraction. Because, because that's the reason. It, that's the first reason. Number two, I think the second thing is that God is doing here is that God really loves this country and he's drawing people to himself and he uses difficult times. You know, don't worry about the money, that the money is devaluated. Don't worry about that. You know, you know don't, it's like, okay, that's strange to see. You know, that's strange to see that. Like, you know, like, but, but that's going to be, that's the way it is in the world anyway. It always changes. But God is doing this because he wants, he wants to draw people to himself. And, uh, I mean, look at this. We have a full, we have almost a full room here this morning. And, and this was uh, just a meeting for leaders. You know? And I think that's God is God is God is stirring us up. Uh, that's the second thing. That's the second reason why I think it's happening is what's happening here. And the third reason is that um, the third reason is is that. Um, and I think it's really an important reason too. Is that God is showing each one of us and the world. And God is showing angels and demons what is inside of believers in this country. And what's inside of believers is a hidden treasure of of faith and promise. And I think that's what God is doing. These, those are three reasons. Just, I think there's other reasons why this is happening. But th those are the three main reasons on the spiritual sphere. And so let's not, so let's keep our eyes on Christ and in the mind of Christ. And, and when we are together, when we're together, let's really guard our confession and our conversation. Because we could all be very emotional and very reactionary and like, you know, what's happening? And, and, but we, but let's, let's have cool-headedness peace in our hearts and confidence in God's promises because Jesus is really the king amen let's close in prayer Father we thank you God for just your promises that fail not 